Welcome to Tournament and a Tea Break. We are almost at the end. Day 7,452 of Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, and 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, what a day it has been. Today, of course, was the ladies' singles finals. We don't call them women here, we call them ladies. We do, um, and properly so. It was Simona Halep in her first Wimbledon final against Serena Williams, chasing that elusive 24, and 24 will be elusive still further. Yep. I mean, look, this is a match that could have gone either way. I don't think I don't think we're wrong in saying that. It could have been um it could have been a three setter that could have gone either way at the end. What we weren't prepared for is um the incredible start that Simona Halep had. She came roaring out of the blocks. I mean, I think you said the first two or three games she didn't actually have to do much. Serena broke herself. Um That's true. And you know, she wrapped up the first set, and we thought, okay, Serena's going to come back. Serena's going to come back, and I think in the, I think it's fair to say in the second set things were looked felt a little bit closer. There were signs of life. Yeah, I mean that that visceral roar when she when she got a point in those other two three game was it? Uh, she, the there game? was a roar in the like the second point of the first the second set. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, she started. You know, she was really trying to will herself yeah. to back into the match and. Just it didn't didn't, work. Just didn't didn't pan out for her. She just didn't have it, and Simona had had everything going on today. Simona had the perfect game plan, which was body serves and basically to run to every corner all the time. I mean, some of those rallies were ridinkydonk. Yep. They, you know, that some of those cross court winners that Halep was coming up with were just incredible. You know, and it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Angie beat some. Um, Serena in Australia because shots that would have been winners for Williams just mm. came back. She was not prepared to play sequential tennis. She was ready for her first shot to be a winner or force an error, and it was not happening with the way Simona Halep was defending center court today. She was so quick. She was so just so what's the word to describe her i mean she was light on her feet yeah she was executing she made three unforced errors so she didn't give an inch to serena williams there was no window for serena playing the way she was playing which was rather erratic i mean we peek at the stats 17 winners yeah and 26 unforced for for serena so a minus nine for serena williams in the winners versus unforced errors and a plus 10 for simona who was 13 winners three unforced but the key to me was the serving, was the precision mm. of the serving, and as you mentioned, the body serving and the tee serving. Simona hit her spots, and she yeah. allowed Williams to get a lot of returns in play, but they were ineffectual returns that Simona could then take yeah. take a rally from neutral and keep it at neutral, and then maybe even take an advantage and then wait around long enough for Simona to make an error, or Serena to make yeah. an error, rather. It was it was a fantastic effort from Simona Halep. Yeah, I mean, from she, she admitted in her press conference that she... Had you know, she had an idea of what she wanted to do this morning, uh, and that's what she did, and she executed well. I mean, it was an effective demolition, um, in a, in a final 6 2 6 2 should not be uh, a Wimbledon final 56 score. Six minutes, I barely settled into my center court seat before it was over, <laughs> yeah, because you did the whole queuing thing to, to <laughs> get, a, get a seat. Uh, but but only one break point earned for Serena. So, I mean, she really was never threatening at all in the match. It just got away from her. And um, what can you say? Simo uh, Simona Halep is a two-time uh, two Grand Slam champion, a Wimbledon champion now. 
It's just, it's a very strong statement from her. A woman who lost her first three Grand Slam finals has now proven that she's a winner at the, at the Grand Slam level. That's right. That's right. You know, I mean, I once, uh, I once said that, you know, t- to me, she started to look like um, the female Andy Murray, that she was always going to make it to these finals and never, never quite get over the line. Um, you know, and it, it was interesting. Matralope said, oh, you know, the, 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 the pressing, the, the, the furious typing going on at the press benches. Mm. Now, I remember when, um, when she played Wozniacki and Wozniacki beat her in Australia and there was no buzz, there was no like excitement or, or chatting. All you could hear was the rhythmic thumping of keyboards. Um, <laughs> so I can only assume that people, I mean, I did it. I'd started writing all the color that goes around an article and was like kind of tapity tap, tap, tap backspace 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 mm. and then in the end when it got to like the break in the second set i thought you know what just rewrite all of this rewrite it all um yeah it was, you know, yeah, it was, it was a surprising storyline right a surprising but a, but a happy one i mean there are there are a few players that people don't want to see do well and you know simona Halep there was such an outpouring love for her when she won the French Open. I would imagine that there's going to be many, many um, tweets congratulating her on this on this win. You know, it was it was a fantastic final and a very worthy um, champion. I feel absolutely. Um, you know, if you have to, you have to think she has a really bright future ahead of her. If she can play like this uh, when she's in chill mode, yeah. Now, if she can just kind of not sweat the the big the small stuff heading forward maybe she can you know pop up at deep in the in grand slams again and win some more of these well, I mean, look, what, let's, a, what a step up performance in a final i mean let's look at this she's now played slam finals in all three surfaces um she also almost had the australian one i suspect the australian one will be her first tile court slam Makes a lot of sense. I think it'll be Australia. I think by the time she gets to New York, she's going to be quite tired. I think Australia, she'll come back, she'll be healthy, she'll be starting out, not in chill mode. Um, Mm. But I think what was the sweetest thing was that she was like, kind of, I wanted this badge so badly. It's like, what about the trophy? Like, beautiful big trophy. No, I just want to be a member of the thing. She was was so, it was so cute. Um, you know, her mother had this dream that she wanted to play in the Wimbledon final. She's won it. She's the first Romanian to win at Wimbledon. I mean, it's just, um, it's just incredible. But let's talk about Serena. The flip side of Serena. Serena is still on 23. She's now put together three rather horrific Grand Slam finals in succession. You know, on, on on the positive side, she's made... Finals in three of the five majors. She had the quarterfinal at the Australian Open. That was, you know, things might have been differently if she didn't turn her ankle against Pliskova. She had match points. So, really, she's been a threat at four of the five majors she's played mm. since she returned from giving birth to Olympia. But the performances in the finals are just uh, it's, it's it's, confusing. It's, yeah, it's like she plays. I mean, we talk, we touched on this yesterday that when you play the semifinals, that they want it so much, you sometimes get their best tennis, but. You know, it's like when she gets to these finals, she's so passive. I mean, Serena and passive shouldn't belong in the same sentence. No, and she was. You're right. She and was. and she's, and she's... that's that's what that's what strikes me is she was so passive, timid in the early. Yeah, ball, yeah. And... Timid's a good word. It's like, um, you know what it reminded? It was like Halep was the 23 time Slam winner, and Serena was the one going for her first. Yeah. Slam. Just guiding the ball, even when she had smashes that were really kind of felt somewhat routine. 
she would just guide it into a corner, and there's Halep running it down, you know, baseline yeah. to baseline, or just corner to corner, and just making these incredible defensive gets. She, I mean, she needed to play with more ferocity. She needed to play. She needed to really put some work on the balls, but she she didn't until you know, late in the match, and by then it was too late. But yeah, where does she go from? Well, here, let, let me put it. Let me put it to you then. You know, Patrick told us uh, when we had the meet when the coaches that you know she's only now been really able to practice and play um you know since paris so she's had scant time to turn it around and i i think as ben said you know if you've if you um if you come this way this far with very little play what what are you going to be like when you get it but let's look at america so she's pretty much ruled out san jose but we actually think that maybe San Jose will be good, win a lower title and get back. Because one of the things that she said is, um, I, maybe I need to get used to winning a final so that when I get to a Grand Slam final, I'll know what to do. Yeah, um, maybe. You know, that, that, and it feels that way that she's forgotten, you know, she's forgotten that killer instinct in a, in a final. Because there hasn't been that killer instinct in the last three finals. <laughs> I mean, let's... I suspect when she came up against Kerber last year, there was maybe a bit of complacency. I I felt that it was like Kerber can't lift her level any, you know, because I know how I I I fought Kerber and I know what this level is going to be. And again, if you go down an early break on grass or it's certainly a double break, you may as well kiss that set goodbye very quickly. And I think that ran along very quickly for her. Um, Naomi outplayed her. Osaka outplayed her completely in the first set. And then she let the occasion get to her, and it just turned out into chaos. Mm. And then here, I don't know, I don't know what to say about here. No, she's not ready for to do what she needs to do to get through a final against you know, players that are playing well. And unfortunately for her, the last three players she faced are immensely talented and yeah. played great tennis, and she has no step up against these players. Yeah. She doesn't, like I said, she doesn't have the sequences. I don't think she's fit enough and comfortable enough exchanging in rallies with players the the ilk of Halep and Kerber. Mm -hmm. They're asking her too many questions that she just can't answer right now. If she doesn't get through with first strike tennis, she doesn't have a plan B. And the first, as we mentioned, she was a little bit too timid to play effective first strike tennis. So back to the drawing board. I mean, she's still got time. She's still not even 38. She maybe has to work a little bit harder at her yeah. fitness, at her game. And you're right, play some more matches. And... Yeah, she needs matches. She can't get away with this not turning up until like the day before a slam starts, especially on grass. Okay, so we're done with the grass. New York and the pressure that it brings, 24 and the pressure that it being, brings just screams to me chaos and, and disappointment. But... Let's let's look at where she could play. So San Jose, which she's pretty ruled out, but I mean I would imagine they give her a wild card, and she almost needs to play an easier tournament and and get the win, mm-hmm. theoretically. Sure. Before Toronto and then um, and then Cincinnati. Yeah. I thought, um, if I was her, I would could really work hard on my physical fitness and and train hard. Forget about San Jose. I would I would show up at the first tour level event, try to win it. If I won it, I would be off until the U.S. Open. And if, and if she doesn't, if she shows up in Canada and loses early, then yeah, she should get back to the drawing board in Cincy. But that's how I would play. Okay. I, I would look to play both those events. But again, backtrack. If she has to play six matches in um, 
in Canada and ends up winning it, then I'd say, cool, I'm ready for the U.S. Open. That would yeah. be my strategy. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. On well, now, tomorrow, uh, Djokovic and Federer. Wait, there's more? There's more tennis, buddy. Oh, my God. I know. Um, Djokovic and Federer. And again, you know, I just feel that for Federer... His epic, you know, that epic final that he played against Nadal and that retribution yesterday, mm. I think has taken a lot. It felt like it had taken a lot out of him. That'll be my guess. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll see tomorrow. Uh, but right now, I can't see past Djokovic, but I think it will be at least four sets. And don't forget, this quarterfinal with Kenny Shikori was four sets and a bit of a thriller, also. It wasn't mm. an exactly an easy match. No, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of that kind of um, rapid returning, long, lung-bursting rallies, you know, variety and quick around the court. I mean, obviously, we know that Federer can get around the court. You know, he's got a great all-court game and he can move around really well. But um, I don't know. The thing that got me was his emotional reaction after he, after he, after he won. The, the fact that he said that he was exhausted in his anteroom interview which you know Federer has been around the block he's 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 no he's no like Felix which is like oh yeah yeah my limbs are falling off mm-hmm. you know he's he's been around the block and he knows that you can't say things on television or in media and not expect people to jump all over it um and then you know in press he was like I'm just relieved it was all over to be honest and now I don't know whether that's because we hype it up a lot um this actually lived up to the hype um, but what he will have is the crowd on his side, and that is something that we know that winds Djokovic up. Yeah, that could help him out. I yeah, think. that could get him a couple of points, I think, here and there. Yeah, I think Roger is the clear underdog. Novak has had his number for quite some time. He's taken their last two Wimbledon matchups. He's taken their last three Grand Slam finals. He's the better player. He's the younger player. He's yeah. the fitter player. Then again... Federer on grass at Wimbledon, you can't count him out. I think he'll go for it. it, Maybe there's a little bit of similarity to the match that Federer won against Djokovic when Djokovic came to Roland Garros on that like 40-something match winning streak and Federer was able to knock him off. He might, and and he wagged the finger. Maybe this is going to be that kind of attitude from Roger Federer. Hey, I've got nothing to lose. This is my last match for what, probably a month? I'm just going to lay it all out there. I'm fit enough to to do what I need to do. And he executed so superbly against Rafael Nadal. If he executes like that, if he plays that well, if he, like you said, is all-cart game, if he's at the net, if he's playing. And what the fantastic part about the win over Nadal we've talked about is that he was able to win the longer rally. So I'm not sure he can do that against Djokovic, but if he can hang in the longer rallies and then do his damage at the net and with his serve, he's going to have a chance. But he's the underdog, let's let's be honest. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because he never used to be able to keep up with either of them with the the long, you know, from the baseline ever. Maybe the clay paid off. Yeah, perhaps... Perhaps. I would be very disappointed if this didn't go at least four. I think it deserves to go at least four. Yeah, it'd be sad if it I, was I would be two, absolutely two, two horrified down. if this was a straight set. But then we get the dub, women's doubles, which we missed tonight. <laughs> we so, are looking forward yeah. to that as well. I, we are. Um, so we will be back tomorrow, one last time this year, uh, with a wrap of the whole shebang. Until then, of course, you've been listening to Ross Sato from Brit Watch Sports. And Chris Otto from Tennis Now. Thank you for listening. Good night.